Campfire Chat is an entertainment podcast and you should not attempt any of the acts discussed in the show. Neither Campfire Chat or its presenters are liable for any harm or misfortune that falls on anyone who disregards this morning. You join us again for another, uh, what I like to think is, we gather around the campfire and Dave tells us stories for an hour. Uh, I like that youth. description. Yeah. Yeah, I like the campfire thing. Yeah. Although um, it, it feels like I'm sat in a drinks cabinet because I'm surrounded by <laughs> a range of uh, adult beverage. And I have to say, when I listened to the previous one we recorded, I was surprised how drunk I sounded. You were fairly co- co- cohesive, sorry. <laughs> fairly cohesive, yes, yeah. as you are. Crikey, <laughs> you've had an early start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what drinks have you got today? I have um, a rather basic but heavy Cabernet Sauvignon. Nice. Uh, that's connected to the devil, mm-hmm. if you, you know what I mean. I have a, uh, in reference to a Geordie friend of ours, a mutual Geordie friend, I have a bottle of Old Peculiar. Lovely. And, you know, as I like to travel the world with my liver, I have a can of Budvar. Excellent. I've never had it's Budvar not Budweiser. Before. Yeah. Budvar's good. Budweiser bad. Yeah, Budweiser is bad. Shitty I'm American sure there are other thing. shit beer brands available, but that yeah. one's bad. It is. And um, I, I've got a lovely Hobgoblin IPA. Which oh, is nice. My favorite, one of my favourite IPAs to drink. Um, I don't know so, why. Hobgoblin IPA is just lovely. <laughs> So you quite like that hoppy goodness, the strong yes. hoppy flavour, the tang. Yes, if I'm in the right mood for it, or I will go okay. for bitters normally. But um, yeah, if I'm in the right mood, a nice IPA is lovely. Um, you mentioning the word hobgoblin mm-hmm. reminds me of when me, you, and I'm trying to think of a name went to the hobgoblin, a pre-production meeting, I might call it. Oh yeah, well, for a film. For a short film yeah. we were going to make that we started filming but then didn't finish, unfortunately. Yeah, but which is I didn't realise, I didn't realise because you weren't having a meal, you shouldn't have been having an alcoholic beverage. Wasn't I? Oh God, was I no. like was I like seventeen at the time? I think you were twelve. Okay, twelve. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think you were seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, God, I don't. I'm. I better remember that actually. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember bits of it. But you didn't drink that much, did you? No. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was. It was. I mean, yes, a greater percentage of your life ago than of my life ago. I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. We're quite different in age. Yeah. So if we were to, like, average it out, like the mean, not the mode mm-hmm. or the medium. So if we added up our ages and then divided by two and gave us uh, equal years... Yeah. I would look like an extremely weather-beaten 
40 something who had a lot of maturity and knowledge you would like look like some dorian gray type who was completely ill-informed yeah and that's how it would work <laughs> that's a lovely makes image. sense to me yeah that makes sense oh, to me anyway, as um this recording has been delayed for various reasons yeah one of them being that um lockdown started again and the reason why that was important was in the run-up to lockdown which was started yesterday yeah uh, you being uh, young social and thirsty wanted to go out and enjoy uh, public house establishments one last time yeah. so how was your of course public house extravaganza it was very nice i spent three whole nights back to back in pubs oh um, beautiful and for the most part um monday and tuesday um there was only like six of us at like 10 o'clock and the rest of the pub was dead unfortunately um oh really God, yeah. golly so um there were pictures of, of bristol with the streets rammed on the last night well on the last night we went out the pub was rammed then um okay thank god and i tried skittles vodka for the first time and is... what was your view of that <laughs> it tasted like skittles it didn't it taste <laughs> of alcohol at all so it's quite pleasant I'm fond of Skittles. Years ago when a friend of mine ran a pub, Mm -hmm. uh, the regulars used to play a game called Spoof. Yeah. So, yeah, you know Spoof. There's a group of you stood round in a circle. uh, or It doesn't have to be a circle. It can be an oval. Mm -hmm. But you've all got a certain amount of coins in your hand between naught and five. They're clasped in your fists, so your fellow players cannot see how many you've got. Mm -hmm. And you simply have to guess the total number of coins if you added up everyone's coins. Yeah. And the loser, the person furthest away, has to buy a round for the group. And in his pub, he had a range of flavoured vodkas. I don't think he had Skittles. Mm-hmm. He certainly had a chilli one, Ooh. a jelly baby one. Like, I think it was a Werther's original, a paedophile one. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what we used to do. I was rubbish at it. I mean, it's down to pure luck, isn't it? There's no way you can... Well... There's a knack um, to it, I don't think. No, I think it's a bit like poker. Okay. I think it's not just luck, because you could go for the average, like two to three each. Yeah. But then you could think, oh, someone's going to be like going really low. Maybe someone's going to be going really high, mm-hmm. depending on their personality, depending on their mood, depending on their degree of drunkenness. So I think maybe it's it could be a bit more than luck. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But Skittles, I'll have to try. Yes. Anyway, um, I was kind of pleased when you contacted me and said the this recording would be delayed because okay, I thought good. I didn't have much to say. Mm-hmm. And the gardening has been quite quiet, partly because a couple of days have been rained off. Yeah. Also, a few uh, more sickly of my customers have cancelled because they're now worried about COVID, which is mm-hmm. fair enough. Um, so I was scratching my head a bit. There was a good mystery fish last week. Oh, I good. have to say that's in my top three mystery fish. We'll get to that which, later. Which was great. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to that later. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited <laughs> about that. Oh, and if our listener wants recipes, they've got a fish, they don't know what to do with it, then just, you know, message in and I'll give them a recipe that they won't regret. Good. Yes. Good. Yes. Oh, I'm really excited about that. The other thing I went to do, which turned out to be fruitless, mm-hmm. was I strolled down the Gloucester Road, a beautiful independent shopping street in Bristol, to buy a jack plug adapter 
So an ancient old microphone I found, yeah. I could plug into this PC for this purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't work. A, a waste of time. Oh, but <laughs> I don't worry about it too much. But the point is, just walking down the Gloucester Road, pre-lockdown Mark II, mm -hmm. I'm going to miss the hustle and bustle of that place. Yeah, it's a it's a nice even if you're not buying anything, it's just nice to stroll around. It is a lovely you know, street. It is a lovely yeah. street, and I've lived in Bristol for many decades, so now I recognise faces, and it's obvious people recognise me because there's a lot of crossing over the road <laughs> when I come up to them. So you know, but it's kind of nice. It feels homely. Good. I quite like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and I was walking past the fish shop. Yeah, right. Uh, to go to the adapter shop. Mm -hmm. And I normally don't buy on spec. I like to pre-order and get my mystery fish. But it said two uh, soul fillets for pound fifty on their little chalkboard outside. So I thought, that's Ooh. a bargain. So I went up to the, the perspex and mm -hmm. said to the, uh, you know, the fishmonger, can I have four soul fillets, please? He gives a peculiar look out the window to the chalkboard. Mm -hmm. And I think what that look meant was, oh, damn it, we've sold out of those. Yeah. But we've left it up on the board. So I'll still have to sell this fellow, mm -hmm. you know, four sole fillets. So what he did was pick up two whole unfilleted sole mm -hmm. and was about to fillet them. And I said, oh, no, no, I'll save you time. I'll take them as is. Mm -hmm. And as he's passing them to me, I said, is that really three quid for two fish? And he looked annoyed, but resigned. Yeah. So I got two lovely soul for three quid. Oh, and I bargain. made a prawn sauce to go with them. It was exceptional. That might be my Christmas sauce. Nice. Yes, we all like a bit of sauce at Christmas. Oh, lots of sauce at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, the more the better. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, oh, and that leads me on to something else. Uh, as uh, I was rooting around in my fridge for stuff, mm -hmm. I found a jar of Jamaican jerk seasoning that I must have had for about seven years. Nice. It is the, it's the hottest pre-made condiment I've ever come across. I'm You're sure that'll be still like in date. marinate stuff in it. Sorry? I'm sure that'll still be in date. Uh, it was out of date, but I think it's matured. Yeah. It's got more aggressive. <laughs> oh, God. So I tried eating that and... It honestly, instant sweat, flushed, mm -hmm. blotchy more than an overall uniform flush. But that was quite special. And it made me think of the story I told last time about the pub and mm -hmm. the um, are you doing business? Because that all happened in a place selling jerk food. So that was interesting. And, and then that got me thinking about the pub was in Brixton, the Oglander. So it got me thinking about back in the day, going to London, all this, which I'm most nostalgic for. Uh, you didn't used to get stabbed in those days. Uh, so I've been starting watching old episodes of Desmond's. Do you know that? I don't know Desmond's, no. Desmond's is a... Uh, it ran for 13 seasons, I think. So it's a mm -hmm. long-running mid-80s, early-90s sitcom set in a barber shop in Peckham. Right. The barber shop is run by uh, British Ghanaians, first generation. So you've got first generation British Ghanaians. You have a, a figure of fun <laughs> who's straight African first generation, mm -hmm. who's really good, Matthew. And then you have a lot of West Indian influence and general South London 
black influence. It's really good. It's really, really good. I mean, the jokes are not sophisticated, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a lot of fun to be had watching cool. that. So I've been watching a lot of that this week. I'll check it out. Busy, busy me. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying your lockdown. <laughs> mm. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So that, so that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had a rather wonderful Wednesday. Oh, what happened on Wednesday? Well, I woke up having, as a gardener, an outdoor man, mm-hmm. having been rained on quite a lot over the past 10 days. I woke up and it was one of those beautiful late autumn days where it's crisp and blue and above all extremely dry which i really really like and clear and the air smells clean and everything was nice so i had a gardening job early on which is the garden where i was caught pissing that garden (laughs) that garden okay yeah i'm still working there good and uh what they wanted me to do was dig out loads of uh, raspberries that had been seeded by the birds and were in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. A holly tree, a bay tree, quite a big fruit tree. And then there were some other... Oh, mending their... They're so rich and so posh, but they wanted me to mend their compost maker with an old roof rack they'd found in the in the loft. So <laughs> there was that. Right. Also, again, I needed the toilet, just onesies. Yeah. And I thought, I'm not going to get caught out again. No. So instead of doing it down the bottom of the garden, I took it to the side of the house. Right. I thought, I'm equidistant between the back door and the front door, hidden round the side of the garage. Mm-hmm. If I hear either of those doors go, I've mm-hmm. got time to, you know, finish. put a cork in it. Yeah. And get away. I wouldn't have time to finish. I'd probably have to, you know, um, leak. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't be caught. I wouldn't be caught. So that's how the day started, which was great. You know, I got away with a cheeky one. It was lovely working in their garden. It was very physical in the sun, which was beautiful. And um, yeah, so that's how the day started. Have you never thought of just taking a bottle as a temporary toilet? (laughs) Yeah, and my my car naturally has smoke glass windows like Mm -hmm. some shit pimp. So, um, you know, it'd be easy to do, but I keep forgetting. Yeah. Also... Whenever I see those bottles on the street that look like they've got cider in them, mm. I'm always tempted to have a go. So I wouldn't want to end up drinking my own aquavita no. in, a, in a rash moment of, of craziness. <laughs> so swings and roundabouts with that one. Anyway, I, I finished the gardening job and uh, I persuaded my youngest, who doesn't live with me, my youngest daughter, to come on a shopping trip. Mm-hmm. Now, she has some anxiety issues, amongst other things, and particularly at the moment, does not enjoy going to the shops. No. And we've had several aborted attempts Mm -hmm. of going to the shops with her, as has my partner had several Mm -hmm. aborted attempts. And no one likes seeing their nearest and dearest in an anxious state. No. That's that's bad news. But I persuaded her to come with me. Mm -hmm. And it, it started off as a as uh, a real laugh we're just swapping stories having a laugh and joke in the car we go to two shops uh, the sweet mart in bristol mm-hmm. which is an ethnic shop that sells everything kind of if you want to cook a curry go there yeah. but it's more than that it, it does more than that and it's got a deli now cool. and it serves kind of hot food it's a great place 
Not as cheap as it used to be, but still, it's a nice place. Mm -hmm. And it was busy, but it was okay. There was this really squat Muslim woman, quite old. And everyone's got to have masks on, obviously. Mm -hmm. She, like me, wears glasses. But because of all the face coverings and the mask and the fact, like, the mask is too big for her face, she can't see fuck all. She's just really steamed up. So, but she was so sweet, you know, bumbling into me and just like not knowing where she was in the shop. She was brilliant. Nice. Uh, so we had a lovely time there. And then we went to the Chinese supermarket, which again, isn't as cheap as it used to be. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's a nice place. And my daughter bought a present for her partner there, which is top drawer. Nice. I'll come to that. And uh, I dropped her back to her house, came back here and was in like a hyper happy mood. Good. Like massively happy, so happy I cracked a bottle of wine, mm -hmm. even though that was going to be a non-adult beverage day, and was just bouncing off the walls. And I thought, now why is this? Mm -hmm. Why why has this made me so happy? And I think it's I am uh, emotionally thick. I don't realise how much my uh, emotional state mm. is dependent on the emotional state of the people I care for. I tend to think I'm not particularly empathetic yeah uh quite you know from an uh due to my upbringing which was great and extremely middle class mm -hmm. but slightly dysfunctional i've always been quite self-reliant which i think makes you put barriers up in a way yeah makes me be non-empathetic you know i'm more likely to say that person's a dick, then, oh, I feel their pain. No wonder they're reacting like that. Mm -hmm. you, you know, I'm more likely to say, well, they're a dick. Yeah. You know, so I don't think I'm particularly empathetic. Or I don't realise how much my mood is affected by the mood of the people I care about. So that made my day even nicer, actually. Nice. Learning that. Still learning. Still learning, Ollie. Good. Well, that was very deep yes. and emotional. Well, <laughs> nice yes. one, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought so. Good. Well, and it reminded me, when my eldest, I drove, me and my partner drove her to university, mm -hmm. right? Dropped her off at university. She walks away. It's it's hundreds of miles up country to the horrible north. It was nice north, actually. It was Sheffield, south north. Uh, I'm still feeling nothing apart from, oh, you know, that went well sort of thing. Yeah. The minute I get back to Bristol after like a two and a half hour drive, mm -hmm. I am in pieces. Yeah. I'm absolutely heartbroken because my eldest daughter, my firstborn, yeah. she ain't going to be living with me anymore. Pain in the ass as she was yeah. and slash is, but not always. But I was absolutely distraught and I had to ring an old friend up and say, I need to go drinking now. Please come drinking with me. Yeah. My partner had been preparing for this moment mm -hmm. from the day she was born. Not my partner was born, but from yeah. the day the child was born and was perfectly emotionally prepared for it not to say that it didn't hit her because yeah. obviously it did but it came out of the blue for me absolutely no realization that i was gonna feel like that oh. which which is interesting yeah in that i am an intellectual cretin <laughs> uh, an emotional wouldn't, cretin wouldn't go that Sorry, far but emotional you... cretin okay. <laughs> no but that's interesting but the funny thing was I went to a pub in Bristol to meet my mate and was like crying into my beer mm -hmm. and all this and having a chat. He goes to the toilet and I'm in the mood to talk to anybody. And there's a, a uh, uh, Asian guy in a suit. So he's 
Japanese or Chinese, judging by his facial appearance, mm-hmm. and he was missing a couple of fingers. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh God, there's a yakuza in the pub. <laughs> what the hell is this? I couldn't see if he had any tattoos because, as I say, he's wearing a suit, shirt buttoned up to his neck. Yeah. But he was missing a couple of fingers, which. You know, I didn't want to draw attention to it, but I was definitely staring at his deformed little fingers. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a birth defect, and you know, or a logging accident, or a log- <laughs> yes, or a logging accident. We've all had those. Or a drunken accident. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that is clipping his toenail fingernails when he's a bit drunk. Well, yeah. there we go. Oh no, there we go. Yes. Yeah. But a strange, a strange thing. Strange, strange thing. The other good thing about that Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, being confronted with my own emotional, you know, vapidity, vapidity, um, vacuousness, one of the things we bought was a wok. Right. A proper wok from the Chinese supermarket, a London wok, it mm-hmm. says on it. So, you know, it's what it's what the hipsters use. Yeah. But it said on the poly bag it came in, there's like text printed on the poly bag. Mm-hmm. It said... It gave you instructions how to de-lacquer it, because mm-hmm. there's a lacquer on it to stop it rusting. How to then season it, which involves getting it as hot as Satan's face. Yeah. And then what to do post-use, how to clean it. And it said, massively clearly, do not use detergent. Yeah. Now, I've been having an argument with my partner and my children that I don't want ever them to put washing up liquid in my wok. Mm-hmm. And they've, for years, I mean, like, ever since they've been born, not my partner, obviously, ever since she met me, mm. they've been banging on about, you must soap your wok, which which is a good euphemism. But <laughs> I like that. apparently, no. Yeah, yeah I'm going <laughs> to use that. But apparently, no. Do not, do not get suds in your wok. No. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So, oh, what's the last piece of cookware you bought? Um... Oh, a pressure cooker. Um, Have you ever had one of those? one of those. Oh, you must get one of those. What do you do in your pressure cooker? You, so like we use it for like cooking curries or stews or soups or anything like that. You nice. chuck in all your ingredients, fry up anything in there that needs frying, like potatoes or vegetables and stuff like that. Okay. And then okay. add your water if you're doing soup, bring it to the okay. boil. And then once it's yep. boiled, it will let you know. And then you just turn off the gas, and then like ten minutes later, it's all done and it's all cooked. Yeah, I hear things cook really, really quick in them. They they really quick, and they save a lot of energy as well because you just turn it off and leave uh, it to cook. So yeah, definitely nice get one of those. One. Nice. I've, yeah, my mum used to have one, but at one point it did kind of blow its lid mm-hmm. and made a proper mess. Yeah, because you used to balance a little metal weight on the pressure valve yeah. at the top. Yeah, we. Ours and got at that. one point. It just went crazy, and I, I don't know it. what she'd done wrong. Oh, ours hasn't done that yet, thankfully. Okay, well, I look forward to that. Uh, actually, as I'm sat here in my uh, drinks cabinet, on the top of the ceiling, not the top of the ceiling, mm-hmm. obviously the bit of the ceiling I can see, I'm not on the roof, is several blotchy marks, because I was making homemade strawberry wine oh. a few years ago, and it all went pop, and decorated the whole room it was excellent it looked like the worst nosebleed you've ever nice. had fantastic yeah sorry that's, that's, that's right. things blowing off yeah 
speaker lunch. I just need to get my thing out of the oven, so just pause a minute. You get your thing out of the oven. I'll get my thing okay. out of the oven. And pause. Don't turn it I'm off. I'm going to press mute yeah. and glug right. quite One a second. lot. Unmute. And we're back in the room. Ollie's now uh, trying to get something out of the oven. Right, now, I, I imagine it was. Oh, sorry, he's back. Yeah. Excellent. Is it burnt? Nope. It's Good. fine. Good. It's fine. Excellent. Good. Well, it's it's hard to um, burn a steak and kidney pie. Yes. Uh, actually, it's <laughs> a vegan steak bake that I've put in the oven. Oh, the steak bake. <laughs> yeah. The steak bake. Classic. Ooh. Well, obviously, tonight I'm cooking fish. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to it. Good. Um. So, uh, what else have you done this week? What else have I done this week? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, um, now here, here's where it gets really exciting. God, I wish I was a viewer, a viewer, a listener <laughs> hearing this. It's about to go 12 out of 10 in excitement. Okay. I defrosted my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, brother. I defrosted my freezer. God, we're old. <laughs> I know. No, but, you're old. I'm not old. Yeah, the old people get off on this kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, a few times ago, a few different freezers ago, I was defrosting my little freezer. So it's a like a mm-hmm. small waist-high freezer that opens at the front, yeah. all that. And I, I'm not particularly gifted with patience. Right. It's not one of my... I think patience is a crime. Mm-hmm. Patience is an excuse for being rubbishly slow, basically. Yeah. But... So I was defrosting this freezer. The ice wasn't coming off quick enough. So I got quite a good quality kitchen knife and started banging away at the ice. Mm -hmm. Within about mm, maybe 40 seconds, I'd punctured the cooling elements and it like hissed at me for about 15 seconds as all the gas left it. And then it became just like a shit cupboard. Yeah. But this time I defrosted it by just putting little trays of hot water in it and being patient, mm-hmm. being patient, and it worked lovely. But I had to do it because the container I keep my um, adult items in uh, was getting caught on the ice, and it's becoming a pain in the neck to get it out when drunk already. Right. So you can tell why I'm really pleased about this state of yeah. affairs. I, I thought about that I, on uh, my partner's birthday, mm-hmm. which we referenced previously, we went for a country walk yeah. and did come across a fridge slash freezer in the woods, mm-hmm. fly tipped basically, yeah. which is which is not on. No, but back in the day, there used to be public information films mm-hmm. about locking yourself in a. I might have talked about this before, but now you don't have those public information films about don't climb into a fridge or a freezer. So have you no. ever had the urge well, as a young person? Um, no, I think I wonder I've always what this been... looks like from the inside. Is the light still on? <laughs> I think I've always been a bit too big to even fit into what a fridge or freezer. Even okay, when I was your younger. parents must have had quite a small freezer cabinet. Yeah, but even I don't now... think the ice tray at the top. No, I've been squeezing in there. No, I know what Sorry. you mean. Yes, okay. but the shelves and stuff in there. How are you meant to fit in there? Oh yeah, you you have to take the shelves out. But what happens yeah. if you do go in? Do you freeze or do? You... Well, they they used to say even if it was fly tipped and you climbed mm-hmm. in there, they would seal such they would be airtight and you would suffocate really quickly. Ah, that was oh. the public information film. Okay then. Yeah, I mean, I'm tempted to try it now. <laughs> 
Well, you got a spare one. I do, I do have a spare one. <laughs> but yeah, you don't see those public information films. No. So is that... I think um, people are... Like, I want to say people are smarter now, but they're not. People are dumber now. Well, they now. might be. It might be, um, you know, Darwinian theory of evolution. Mm-hmm. Survival of the not the thickest. It might mean that all those people who attempted, their genetic line has been wiped out. Maybe. And so us survivors don't have it in us to climb into a discarded fridge. No, but us survivors have instincts to do other stupid things. Yes. Yes, indeed. Like, I'm pretty yes, sure indeed. people still piss on electric fences. <laughs> I've never done that. I have, I have been shocked by an electric fence yeah. in the um, downstairs area, but not because I was Ooh. urinating on it. But I mean, I mean, people must do that still, surely, by mistake. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, okay. Oh, I've got electric shocks off um, household items. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done that. I thought I shouldn't be doing this. There's a chance I'm going to get a belt. And then I've got a belt. So it's that... Your brain's telling you, no, no, don't do this, don't do this. And yet your personality (laughs) is telling you, yeah, you'll get away with it. You never do. You never do. I think that's good advice for us. Well, that applies to you, I think. (laughs) (laughs) If I think something's a bad idea, I won't do it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I'm a bit of a reactionary. So if someone says it's a bad idea, I'll deliberately do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Case in point. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been avoiding pubs for two weeks because looking at the figures in Bristol, mm-hmm. knowing that this is not good, COVID-wise, mm-hmm. I've not been going to pubs. And the minute they're a bit the shit lockdown now. starts... Sorry? And they've gotten a bit shit now with all the rules and regulations yes, in yeah, place. Yeah, they've gotten a bit shut now. But the minute that starts and the, and the man, the government man, yeah. is telling me not to go to pubs, I want to go to a goddamn pub. Yeah, and so you should. <laughs> yeah, and also some friend of ours have been caught by the track and trace. Mm-hmm. And they reckon it was from a Indian restaurant they went to. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't have been going to that anyway. No. You know, and they're clearly compliant because the crazies have downloaded the track and trace on their phone. You don't need the government slash man to make your decisions for you. No. Make them for yourself. That's what I say. Absolutely. Yeah, but the fact now they've said, I can't go to the pub, makes me want to go to the pub and lick everyone else's eyes. Yeah, good. (laughs) It's your right to go do that. (laughs) I believe it is my right. (laughs) I'm definitely going to do that. Oh, well, you have to make a pub in your own house. Yes, well, I've made a drinks cabinet in this tiny little room, (laughs) so I'm doing all right. Good. But yeah, yeah, as I say, uh, lockdown, I will miss walking around Bristol. And... My computer, old as it is, throws up old photos that have been downloaded, uploaded to it over the years. Right. And one it threw up the other day was there's a, a thoroughfare you can walk in Bristol. So if you're walking around the docks, which is always beautiful, uh, you used to come to this little temporary bridge, a footbridge. They're quite a wide footbridge, yeah. about 10, 12 foot wide, while they're repairing the proper swing bridge that was under it. Mm-hmm. And as you walked into town uh, from South Bristol, over this little footbridge, someone had put this massive bit of graffiti up that just said, call in sick. <laughs> and isn't that fabulous? So you're trudging to work with your hangover, half seven, eight in the morning. You see that and you think, oh, F, 
I'm going to go home and just sit there watching old episodes of, well, in my case, Desmond's, <laughs> and just sack it off and phoning, ooh, I think I've eaten a dodgy sausage. My vegan steak bake was not cooked well enough. <laughs> I shouldn't have put it in the pressure cooker. It was all mushy. Yeah. So well, I love that piece graffiti. of graffiti, though. Sorry. What a brilliant bit of graffiti. Yeah, oh, just so perfect. Mm-hmm. So perfect. Legible, but the... Uh, is it calligraphy? Yeah. Is that writing? Yeah. I, I can't help thinking of that awful Caligula film when I say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. C- bad calligraphy, but very, very legible mm-hmm. and just so Bristol, just so <laughs> Bristol, which is great. I'm going to miss walking around the city. Yeah. Uh, you know, m- making people cross over the street in front of me. <laughs> I miss going to Bristol as well. Mm. We had that lovely time at the um, expensive place down by Bristol Bridge. Oh, the... Brewdog Pub. Yes. Yeah, very expensive yeah. place. Very good Where, beer. Um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to be racist, but the Espanol ate all the vegan they did. pizza. They, they yeah. did, the bastards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they were having a great time, mm-hmm. as were we. Yeah. Although we were peckish. We were, I, especially me. I hadn't barely eaten that day, so, yeah. You were quite, you were quite drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, interestingly... You showed me a route back to Temple Meads uh, for a non-Bristolian that was far quicker than the way I was going to walk you back to Temple was Meads. <laughs> I think I always walk like I'm in a car, so I was going to take um. you on a really long, long route, whereas you just went, no, it's straight down here, mate. Yeah. And sure enough, yeah. yeah. It's one direct road. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> I take it back what I say about you being ill-informed and um, Dorian Gray. <laughs> uh, so, is your partner well? Still working at the coalface of the NHS? Yeah, she's doing good, thank you. Excellent, yeah. excellent. And you? And yours? She all well? Uh... Yes, it's got a bit stressful again because mm-hmm. rather ridiculously, uh, obviously not ridiculously, lots of people now want to work from home. Yeah. But uh, the NHS being so badly treated by many um, governments for many years, their their bottleneck, their sticking point is they don't have enough low-grade laptops mm-hmm. to let people work at home, which is causing conflict in the workplace because... The oncology team want it, but the trainees want them, mm. and then the constitutional want them. And it's ridiculous. This is a sticking point for the NHS. These things aren't expensive yeah. compared to, you know, MPs pay or whatever. And this should just be sorted out. So that's stressing her out mm-hmm. a bit. But on the whole, she's um, extremely well at the moment. That's good. Really jolly. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Like God knows why. But, um, but yeah, extremely jolly. Good. What can I say? My my cooking has been top draw. Excellent. Absolutely world class. Excellent. You can cook very well. I do like your cooking. Whenever I yes, can get I'm it. Yes, I'm getting better as well. Good. If you, especially if you like fish-based items. Oh, I certainly don't. don't. <laughs> no, but everything else you make is lovely. I've got, I've got a couple of vegan things up my um, up my up my kitchen. That, that I think I could impress you with. Yeah, I think I'd definitely impress you with. Not all of them sausage-shaped, okay. but a lot of them salty. <laughs> I think I could impress you. Yes. With what's under my apron, on my apron. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Good. Cooking for you, I mean. Yes. I don't know when that's going to happen. 
No, neither do I, because obviously New Year will be cancelled, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think that's yeah that's bound to be... Ca- which is a shame, because it's a good excuse for me and you to get together yep. and really, really have intellectual conversations and dig down into, you know, deeper matters. And have... Deeper ma- important. And have a lot of to drink. <laughs> and have an awful lot yep. to drink. Um, before 12 o'clock, midday 12 of o'clock, not end of the day 12 mm-hmm. o'clock. Also, I think we do dance. Yeah, we're quite a lot of dancing. Yeah, I don't mean to the listener. I don't just mean me and Ollie. <laughs> no, a lot of us dance. Watching jaws aghast. No, I mean yeah, yeah, we all dance. Oh, I yes. haven't had a decent dance in ages. No, neither have I. Oh, that's annoying. And I've got some new moves as well. Oh, have you? Yeah, I think they're borderline racist, most of them. But I have got some new moves. Cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm practicing that Bangra thing. It's so a kind of moving the shoulders. The, uh, the shoulders are, uh, are not much of an angle. Elbows, massive angle. Wrist, massive angle. Yeah. Head kind of going side to side. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know about cool, <laughs> but I think it's um, quite disturbing. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, no New Year. We're going to have to Zoom New Year. Yeah, we will. Have you... Um... Yeah, that... Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, continue. Uh, that might work, I'm saying. A Zoom New Year might work. It might do, yeah. yeah. Oh, did you? Sorry. No, I was going to... see that on the... Carry on. No, you carry on. <laughs> this is brilliant. You've got your editing work cut out for you. <laughs> Fuck cunt wank shit, by the way. Um, <laughs> you ass. Uh, no, did you see that on the news this morning? I woke up and put the news on while I do my physical exercises, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, important when you're of a certain age. Yeah. Uh, and there was a, a report, a television report, a little bit of video clip, of students in Manchester University being particularly irate and feisty because in the, in the cover of darkness, the university had decided to erect, like, the wall that Trump wanted to erect between them and Mexico. <laughs> so they built this wall around mm-hmm. the student residences to stop Fuck's them sake. from socialising. I know, it's, it's such an insult. Yeah. You asked us to come back. You're still taking nine grand plus for my tuition, which I'm not getting no face-to-face. Exactly. And you're fleecing me for accommodation, which is sucky at best yeah. and extremely sucky at worst. And now you're trying to fence me in that I'm some sort of cash cow cattle. Absolute. And no wonder they were outraged. Yeah. But you can just see all those... <laughs> students that went to Manchester Mm -hmm. yeah I'm kind of interested in the course I'm doing basket weaving if you went to an ex-poly or maybe something more useful Mm -hmm. if you went to a red brick but a percentage of those people who go to these places are firebrands waiting to stretch their political left wing legs right and that was clear one of them had a megaphone Mm -hmm. and she was quite a good orator for someone so young Mm -hmm. and was clearly stirring everyone up so quite right so then they started kicking down the barriers good so then i put my front window in just to join oh nice i'm gonna have to mend later (laughs) i got a bit carried away ollie to be honest fight the power i fight the power indeed exactly exactly oh i was playing um ice cube the other day Mm mm-hmm he was an angry fellow, wasn't he? He was. He's, he's quite an angry man. But um, brilliant, very energetic, really loved it. Yeah. What else have I been playing lately, music-wise? I, I was just about to ask um, you, what music have you listened to re- recently? We should talk about that. What music yes, have you been listening to? Yes, we really to? should. Uh, obviously, Drenge. Yep. 
that happens an awful mm-hmm. lot. Um, clearly a lot of reggae, which will, I haven't been playing that much garage lately, and usually I play a lot of UK garage, <laughs> but I haven't been doing that lately. So, uh, yeah, more reggae, drenge. Uh, I've also been playing quite a lot of Manchester mm-hmm. from back in the day, so Stone Roses, mainly Stone Roses. Uh, I played the June Brides the other day, yeah. which is uh, jangly pop at its best. It's really great. Um, what else? Not much old school, apart from the reggae, to be honest. Um, Have you got yeah, any songs yeah, you'd recommend? Like any songs I'd recommend. new or old songs? Uh, well, what I'm really interested to interested in mm-hmm. is listening to the new podcast called Transmissions. Yeah, it's narrated by Maxine Peake. Mm-hmm. You know her; uh, she was in Dinner Ladies and anything decent in the past ten years. She's been in Maxine Peake, great. So she's narrating a history. It's called Transmissions. It's a history of Joy Division and then New Order. Oh, nice. So it's that story which should be really good apparently bernard sumner sumner contributes hooky contributes obviously not in the same mm-hmm. room because they still loathe each other um but it's supposed to be really good i tried to download it you can't you can only listen to it live ah. but i saw new order uh probably the first gig they did after ian curtis had killed himself mm-hmm. and it was oh well wow. Big moment for me. It was a really big moment for me seeing that. Shot mm-hmm. in D side, which is um, just outside Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So as a Devon boy, I travelled up to Hitched with my friend up to Liverpool, age 16. Uh, the only food I had was two bacon sandwiches, <laughs> one in each pocket of my blazer. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know why I was wearing a blazer to go to a festival called Futurama. Mm-hmm. Up in Shotton D side. Uh, have I told you this? No. I must have told you this. Okay, we get to Lime. We get to Lime Street Station mm-hmm. by hook or by crook. I need the toilet, but not the standy up toilet, the city down yep. toilet. The long toilet. The first few cubicles are full. The long toilet. Mm-hmm. The first few cubicles full, doors shut. The next few cubicles full. No doors. You can see people just sitting there mm-hmm. doing their business. Now I'm from small town Devon. I'm not used to this. No. So I have to go and do my business in a cubicle with no door. The only toilet paper I have is the kitchen roll that's wrapped around the bacon sandwiches in my pocket. Oh. That's not a particularly effective way of um, sorting out back doors trouble. Oh. Anyway, then we get to Shotton and side. This is a Friday night. We've only read about it in the NME, bought our tickets to the NME, that's that. We go to the leisure centre where the gig is going to be held, a massive complex. And they, we say, oh, we can sleep here, can't we, tonight? That's what it said. Mm-hmm. And the woman behind the counter says, oh, no, that's my Scouse accent. Oh, <laughs> the Beatles. Oh, Ken Dodd. No, she says, no, you can only sleep here tomorrow night. So you can't sleep here on your way. So we go, we walk a bit away from the leisure centre to go to a local pub. Mm -hmm. We pass a chip shop. We buy fish and chips. Uh, We try and eat them, but they're northern fish and chips. So they're very greasy to our southern palates. They're really like industrial grease. They're cooked in beef fat, aren't they, there? Like pretty much all the. They were. I don't know what. Maybe that was it. Lard badness. I think all the fish and chip shops there cook it in beef fat. That would explain yeah. our biliousness. 
So so then we go to a pub. Mm-hmm. We're 16, but we go to a pub. Uh, I have to, We buy a couple of pints, sit down at this table in the back of the pub. I have to leave the pub to be sick because the fish and chips is just too normal. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy walking around the pub saying really loudly, mm-hmm. does anyone want any hat? Right. And me and my mate are like, oh, this is heaven. We'll have some of that. Mm-hmm. So we call him over. He gets like a, a block. <laughs> a, what do they call it? A weight of ganj hash mm-hmm. on the table and a huge knife out of his pocket and says, how much do you want? <laughs> and we're like terrified. I've got vomit down me. So we buy an amount. Yeah. Anyway, we, we've got nowhere to sleep. Um, but thank God we've got something to Smoke. ease the evening. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the leisure centre and for like 25p, you could get a spectator ticket mm-hmm. that let you in to go and watch people in the swimming pool. Right. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. No. And it wouldn't happen today. You can't just go and sit and watch people swim. <laughs> that's weird. Anyway, so we're walking around the leisure centre. It's beginning to close up. We spot this gang of lads, like a good four, five, seven, eight, nine years older than us, but they've got mohawks on and they're clearly punks. Mm. So we start following them through this leisure centre, through a closed amusement arcade, which is in one wing of this leisure centre. They turn round and see us following them and say, oh, lads, what are you up to? Oh, that's me being <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, what you fuck off? What are you doing? <laughs> so we explained... Oh, I'm terribly sorry. We've come up from Devon on the train mm-hmm. and we have nowhere to sleep. This is ghastly. And they say, oh, you can come and kip, on, kip with us, kip with us. Mm-hmm. No problem, mate, no problem. Because we're roadies for the uh, festival. So bless them. Mm-hmm. They let us sleep on the floor in the little part of the leisure centre they were sleeping in. Nice. We could hear their boss in an office attached to the big room we were in being sexual with someone in quite a loud way <laughs> above us was the sound of a crap disco so it was just thump 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 mm-hmm. but we sat around with these lads and we played cards and we smoked and it was really really lovely good and the following day we get up uh get some breakfast from the cafe in the leisure center go for a stroll outside and then join the queue to queue up for the festival mm-hmm. uh because I'm wearing my school blazer and look like a twat, uh, a couple of big boys, proper punks, yeah. asked me if I've got a ticket. So I'm saying, oh, yes, I have. Stood in the queue. So I'm about to show my ticket. My mate goes, don't do that because they will fucking have it off you. And I thought, oh, yeah, they're trying to fucking rob me because I look like a country bumpkin. <laughs> Still covered in sick. So um, I, I declined their offer of me showing them the ticket. Good. We get in. It's brilliant. Yeah. Dalek, I love you are playing in the foyer. Um, we see everyone. Uh, Southern Death Cult became the cult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Damned were oh, there wow. that weekend. Uh, it's The main hall is on their ice rink. Mm-hmm. They haven't defrosted the place. They've just put carpet down on the ice, so it's fucking freezing. The toilets are a disaster area. Yeah. There's a lot of bad speed going around. So come about nine o'clock, all the proper boys, the big boys, have passed out on the floor because of too much speed and then a crash. But I get to see New Order. Oh, wow. Excellent. I get to see New Order, which is fabulous. And the last act on that night were Blamond who came on mm-hmm. after New Order, and it was stupendous. But that night, you could pay 15 pence mm-hmm. 
to sleep properly in the leisure centre. <laughs> so we pay our 15 pence and they just show you into like the gymnasium, like a school hall with a wooden parquet floor mm. and bars up the walls. You know, those yeah, yeah, yeah. bars up the walls. And you're just given a space on the floor. No bedding or anything. So I like bright lights as well. It's fucking brightly lit. So I lie down to try and go to sleep. And next to me is my mate, which is fine. That's comfortable mm-hmm. for me. I don't know if it's comfortable for him. But on my the other side, on my right-hand side, as I'm lying on my back, is a big, fat northern dude, <laughs> punky type. He's wearing um, chains, but like really thick link chains, yeah. like you'd use on a liner that was coming into Liverpool port to <laughs> tie it up. He's wearing these in a cross formation across his chest and his back, and he just lies on his back. And I'm thinking... They must be digging into you. Yeah. That has to be uncomfortable. But I pass out and we wake up the following day. It was quite an experience. Gosh. It was quite an experience. Yeah, new order back then. Did you manage to, I've seen them since. Did you manage to get rid of all your hash? No, no, we didn't. No? No, that was it, because there's only so much you can smoke, and we were young yeah. children with small lungs. <laughs> so we decided to post some of it back to my home address. <laughs> so we bought a packet of, of toffos, which were like different flavoured rounded toffees yeah. in, in a paper tube. Uh, we took out some of the toffees mm-hmm. at them and then re-wrapped up little lumps of hash, toffee size, toffee mm-hmm. sized, jammed them back in the packet, not looking obvious at all, uh, went to the post office, put it in an envelope, sent it back to my address. <laughs> it turned up! Brilliant. I was Mr. Big in Devon back then, honestly. It was huge. No one in Devon had seen that much weed ever. Hash, not weed. But yeah, that was, yeah they did come back, but I was sweating blood because they didn't come back. They, the postman was late, mm-hmm. shall we say. But bless them, it stank when it came through the letterbox. Wow. Mm. Mm. New order. So I'm looking forward to listening to Transmission yes. that Maxine Peake narr- narrated. That should yeah, be good. it should be really good, actually. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. So music, what have you been listening to lately? Um, uh, Quite recently, um, I've gone back to an artist I did know of before, but I've gotten more into his music now. Um, I don't know if okay. you've ever heard of Professor Elemental. He's like... Say again. Professor Elemental. No. He's... He's a hip hop MC and rapper, but he's like British or, oh, or USA. No, one hundred percent British. But he's okay. like, he's got a niche where he's like a steampunk professor. So all his raps are about Ooh. steampunk and tea, and he's got fighting trousers and a monkey butler and stuff like that. that oh, that sounds really interesting. Really good. Send me a link. Yes. Send me a link. Can I get it on Spotify? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You get it on Spotify. Anyone listening? Check out Professor Elemental. Really good. Um, Elemental. Professor Elemental. Professor Elemental, yeah. I'm writing that good. down as we talk. Oh, no, I'm writing it in my work diary. <laughs> so it looks like I'm going to have to do um, Professor Elemental's Garden good. on December the 3rd. <laughs> but no, highly recommend him. Um, oh, fabulous. I've gone back and I've listened to some um, Sleaford Mods. Back, listen to them again. Oh, yeah. Which are very good. Yeah, always. I... Yeah, I can't wait to see them. No, again. neither can I. Always really good. Yeah. We've seen them. Oh God, I missed that. We've seen them twice, haven't we? Were you with I've me at Green Man? Them... Yes. And then we saw them at the O2, didn't we? Yeah, we've yes. also seen them at the Beer Keller. Yes, and that one as well. Oh, yeah, that was one hell of a night. <laughs> yeah. 
That was one hand. Your mate with that massive stein <laughs> waving above his head. That's when the guy picked me up and threw me into the mosh pit. Oh, of course. That was fantastic. I can remember, I can remember them not letting us buy pints of snake bite, but they would let us buy half a cider and half a lager and put one in a pint glass for us. I mean, what? I mean, just, just why? Just why? Honestly, ridiculous of them. I mean, I was so drunk that night. Um, my I, my dad picked us up, and to get out to the road where he was on, it, there was this yeah. like, it's barely a hill. It's like such a small <laughs> incline. It's barely noticeable. But I can remember being so drunk, I couldn't walk up it. I was on my hands and knees, crawling up that little tiny pathetic bit of road. Oh no, hands and <laughs> yeah. knees. That's always a bad one. <laughs> Splendid. Well, I remember when you came with me and Big Tall John Brassy yeah. to see a friend of mine, that his initials maybe JB, mm-hmm. to see Drenge. And we saw Drenge at the Trinity. Oh, hang on. There's someone knocking on my door. Fuck's sake. Oh. Hang on, sorry. sorry. Then put him on the podcast. Ask if they like watching films of gladiators. Who is it? Is it the podcast police? Is it the bad taste fascists? Is it, is it an intervention? God, I'm scared now. Is it your mum? If it is, um, give her my best. Still think about her, by the way. Not like, or sometimes like that. Often like that. Usually like that. I'm not sexist. I think about his dad in the same way as well. Christ. Mm. Oh, he's been gone a long time. This could be bad news. Maybe it's the cooking police. Don't put your vegan beef bake in that pressure cooker. You're going to end up with slurry. It's like you've killed Linda McCartney. No, and now I am getting worried. There's silence at his end. Come on now, what could it be? I reckon, what could it be? It could be the big knock from a huge film company, an international conglomerate of filmy goodness, coming to say, Ollie, we've seen your work, we want you on board, you name your price. Either that or it's Mark Kermode coming around saying, oh, have you got any more product for my hair? Because it's dripping down the back of my neck and the front's gone a bit frizzy. Or maybe, maybe Barry Norman haunting him because of his film goodness. Who knows? But he's been gone a long time. I might have to call the authorities. By that I mean my, you know, my dude. Uh, what's going on here? Oliver, I'm, I'm getting worried now. It must be his mum. He would only be that well behaved if it was his mum. Actually, that's not true. He is more well behaved than her. But that's for another podcast. Come on now. Is it, what is it? Amazon. Is it something from Amazon? Other delivery services are available. And I always find the delivery drivers, drivers really pre- present. And really pre- I find them all really pissed. I don't know why they let them drive those cars and deliver that rubbish. No, I always find them really nice. And if you have a nice chat with them, which I'd recommend you do, uh, you know, it costs nothing to be nice. So I would recommend being nice. There, there's, there's a life lesson for you young'uns. Be nice. And also, go large or go home. Exactly. A couple of good life lessons there. Oh, these things should come in three, shouldn't they? So be nice, go large or go home, take drugs, dance and fuck. There we go. Right, I'm back. Sorry about that. I think that was the gas man, and I didn't want the gas man to come in, so I had to pretend like I was not here. 
I think you find I filled in quite effectively. Oh, did you? Good. Yes, I did. <laughs> Podcast gold, right Good. there. <laughs> um, Professor Elemental, we were talking about music, weren't we? Seaford Mods. Yes, yeah, Professor. I will check that yes, out this afternoon. He's really good. Um, what else are we listening to? Oh, because I oh Dizzy Russell's got a new song with Ocean Wisdom, which is oh uh, man, I still love Dizzy. Really, really Dizzy. good. Um, oh, fantastic! Of his new EP, so check that out. Um, I will. Or well, because because we've been delayed in recording this. This is last week's mystery. Fish. Yep. Okay, this. 20 English pounds mm-hmm. blew me away. Okay, so there's two whole haddock. Right. The haddock is of the Cod family. Yep. So that includes Brother Haddock, mm-hmm. Uncle Cod, and the badass cousin, the Hake. The, the Hake, generally the more expensive. Mm-hmm. The Spanish love the Hake. Melusa, it's their national dish pretty much. But I got two whole haddock. They weren't very big, to be honest. It felt like you're eating a baby because they were quite small. Oh. But they were fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Yep. So to describe it to you as a vegan mm-hmm. who's never eaten fish, it's a white fish. Yeah. They're quite ugly to look at, actually. They are quite ugly boys. Mm-hmm. But the flesh itself is white. It has a very mild taste. It has a moderately strong texture. It's yeah, it's just nice, and you can if you're roasting it, you can marinate it and flavour mm-hmm. it with all sorts, and it'll take it on a bit, but not enough to lose its beautiful purity of haddocky goodness. So there was that. So twenty quid, mind two haddock. I had, I think four quite small red mullet. Oh, there's more. Yeah. Oh God, there's mm-hmm. more red mullet. Uh, very tasty, a really good flavour. If you're making a bouillabaisse base mm-hmm. or any sort of fish soup. Yep. They're just the best. Uh, with that came some big prawns with their clothes on. So prawns with their shells mm-hmm. on. So what I used, I used the red mullet and the prawns to make like a robust sauce for pasta mm-hmm. and then served it on some tagliatelle, which was brilliant. I cooked that while I was really drunk as well. <laughs> nice. So that was great. And in addition, we're still talking 20 quid yeah. here. In addition were sardine fillings. Mm-hmm. So your sardine is a smallish fish, probably the size of your hand. Yeah. <clears throat> not as not as wide, but certainly as long. Mm-hmm. And they had spatchcocked them, so they'd taken the bone out and like stamped on it, so it's flattened out fish. Right. So spatchcocked, spatch sardined. So then then I freeze them. Mm-hmm. I get them out. I just coat them in a seasoned oat flour that I've made myself, mm-hmm. and shallow fry on each side. They are like the best and. A sardine can be a strong flavoured fish. It's an omega-3 rich, mm-hmm. oily fish. But from this fish shop, they are so fresh, there's barely any taste. There is a hint of the mm-hmm. sea, and then it's gone as soon as it's tasted. So they are absolutely beautiful. So that was last week's. As a vegan, that sounds horrible, but but well done. <laughs> yes, as a vegan, I mean, honestly, you could pick the oat flour off and yeah. chew on that. That's about it. But it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Good. That fish shop gets better and better. And today I got a brill mm-hmm. that's like a place, same family as the place. I got a couple of mid-ranged uh, squid, which I'm going to stuff with pine nuts and breadcrumbs and herbs and then bacon in mm-hmm. really mild tomato sauce. 
uh, and I got three sea bream or dorada, depending on um, what you care to call mm-hmm. them, which I'm just going to roast tonight uh, with some aromatics, and that'll be great. Cool. Yeah. God, I love that fish shop. I think I'm a bit obsessed. With that, <laughs> I think you are. I almost made a pass at the owner today, which would have been embarrassing. Male or female owner? Male. <laughs> <laughs> Although, put a wig on the boy. You might pass for it, lady. <laughs> no, he's really nice. Sam, nice. though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have mentioned that their mystery fish is a feature on a podcast, mm-hmm. and they're kind of interested to listen to it. But I do not want to give them the uh, access to it because my fish may not be quite so fresh if I do that. <laughs> quite possible. Not everyone's as adult as we are. Yeah. Not everyone's as free thinking as we are, Ollie. We've got to be careful. No, no, they're not. Not everyone's as drunk as we no, are. No, but we'll say what we want. <laughs> mm. Exactly. So there's an audience right there. Good. <laughs> drunk rather high mm-hmm. on Tuesday night because I was staying up watching that shitstorm that is the American excuse for democracy. <laughs> yeah. And I started messaging an old college friend of mine, mm-hmm. Dave the American, who, not surprisingly, is an American. Yep. And still lives in Texas. Well, he's moved back to Texas. 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 So I was uh, saying, look at the state of your country in this mm-hmm. mayhem. So I had a really nice not live conversation but message exchange yeah with dave the american um a lot of americans are really just appalled by mm. this whole rubbish that's going on well, at the moment when we're recording this um they still don't know the result do they uh, no biden looks like he's he's 253 yeah. they need 270 and, it's november um, 6th at Trump's the moment 214 yeah oh is it november yes november 6th yeah so we shall see and it i God knows. I don't know. But then we can't talk, dude. We can't talk. Come on now. Everyone knows Brexit was a bad idea, and yet we did that. And also we got Boris Johnson in charge. Oh, yeah. We did that. So, you know, we can't talk, man. And we've had the same... I'm sounding like your dad. Well, it is his birthday. We've had the same families kicking our ass Mm -hmm. for, like, 200 years, probably more than that. So we can't really mock that much but it is funny to watch a country self-destruct yeah. and probably turn into civil war it's not funny you know but it's it's depressing uh, in a funny it way. would probably happen civil war might happen to top this year off this year couldn't get any worse <clears throat> i'd imagine no america will go into a civil war <laughs> no it's I, I was thinking that you know when lockdown number one happened mm-hmm. It took me a while to re- appreciate how weird it was, how yeah. unusual, unprecedented in my lifetime this was. We haven't had a world, so-called world war. I didn't live through World War no. Two, only in my dreams. But so it kind of eventually it struck me a few weeks in how bloody strange it yeah. is. This time it struck me quicker how bloody strange mm-hmm. this is. Uh, it's really interesting times. I like interesting. Yeah, so do I. And I'm. I'm so glad I am um, so good, so pleased I called the man before lockdown, mm-hmm. which was great. So there we go. I could be locked down for a year and I'll still be okay.
Should we have another like story from your past and then wrap it up, or um... another story from my past? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Uh, oh, you put me on the spot there. I need to think about one. That's right. Uh, okay. Um, I suffered a lot of unrequited love right. as a schoolboy growing up. Okay. Often I was um, besotted with people who weren't besotted with me. Right. But not this time. Mm -hmm. Not this time. I was supposed to do a reading in the village where my school was. Yeah. So a church reading for Christmas. This is the run-up to Christmas. Okay. So everyone's happy. It's nice. Mm -hmm. It's the run-up to Christmas. Uh, I'm supposed to do a reading in the church. So I get time off school mm -hmm. to go and uh, just walk down the road and go and practice the reading in the church. I don't really want to do it. I really don't want to do it. One, I'm not very good at that public speaking thing. And two, I felt like a fraud. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hate public speaking so as it well. Comes... It's not nice. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. It's all this I'm this I'm okay with, but public speaking, it's just like people can see to your very mm -hmm. evil soul. I don't like no. it. So um on the night of said talk, uh, me giving the talk, the, the reading, mm -hmm. it snowed. So the distance between where I live and the school was about seven, eight miles. Yeah. And I said to my mum, Oh, there's no way we want to risk that in the mm -hmm. snow. But there is a party at my mate's house in Sidmouth, mm -hmm. which was closer, but you had to go up over a, a, you had to elevate out of the village where I lived to get down to Sidmouth. Right. And so that was a very dangerous road in the snow. So I persuaded her not to take me to the mm -hmm. church, but to take me to this party. Nice. And at this party was a new girl who'd just come to the school, mm -hmm. who looked like, in my memory, the blonde one out of ABBA. Okay. What she called. Okay, she looked like yeah. that. Absolute, in my eyes, absolutely perfect. A goddess, mm -hmm. an Aphrodite. And uh, she's a bit taken with me. School's just broken up. Mm. There's this party. Everyone's high for Christmas. Not high back then, but everyone's happy for Christmas. There's a bit of cider and scrumpy knocking around. There's the odd up white wine and a chinzano. Nice. Me and this girl spend the whole party... Mm -hmm. Locked together like a, a lamprey stuck to a bigger mm -hmm. fish. It was it was fantastic, absolutely fantastic, absolutely brilliant. Good. Uh, she gives me her number, mm -hmm. which is great because I knew roughly where she lived somewhere in Sidmouth. I knew roughly where she lived. Mm -hmm. So I go, I get a lift back with somebody. I don't think it was my mum, but I get a lift back with somebody. This is brilliant. I'm on cloud nine. Christmas mm -hmm. is lovely. A few days after Christmas, I try and ring her up. I've copied the number down. Oh, fuck. Or in the, unless she gave it to me wrong. Yeah. I don't think she did. Though. No. I don't think she did do that. Honestly, I don't think she did. So I can't communicate with her, which is awful. Mm -hmm. So I go to Sidmouth because I got friends in Sidmouth. And I'm trying to find her. And I know roughly where she lives. So I say to my mates, I'm besotted with this girl. Mm -hmm. uh, can we go and walk near her house? So we're doing this. We had had some scrumpy. I think we're about 14. <laughs> we were quite drunk. It was okay in Devon. You could do that. It was the olden days. Seen, it's fine. I've seen a Western where, like, the Indians, mm. the Native Americans, were listening to the train come because they want to rub the train, rob the train. Yeah. So they put their ears on the train track mm -hmm. 
and they hear the vibration of the train yeah. so they know the train's coming so i say to my mates oh i've seen this on the telly i shall put my ear to the tarmac and listen for a car at which point there's the uh, banging of horn and the squealing of brake and i look up and there's a car almost about to run me oh, over fuck. and it's her it's her and her dad in a car <laughs> And it's just like mortifying. So I clearly get out of the road in a staggery, sidery way, yeah. scrumpy way, and stagger away. And it's just awful. Oh, God. So when we get back to school, the start of like the January term, I, I go and find her. And she says, well, why, why didn't you ring me? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I, I, I tried to ring you, but the, I must have copied down the number yeah. wrong. Um, but you know, I'm really, I'm really interested in quite a needy way, probably. And she said, "Well, sorry, it's a bit late because um, I've met someone." Oh else. shit! And she was going out with a mate of my older brother's, yeah. who clearly clocked her when I clocked her, and he was just biding his time until I got it wrong. What a bastard! Yeah, he did that to me mm-hmm. twice. The minute I found the pretty ones, he nicked him because he had a car and was older and mm. had better hair and didn't put his head in the road and listen <laughs> to cars. Loser! What a loser! I was so cross. I could have been married to her now. I could have been married to the woman out of Abba. Yep. The blonde woman out of Abba. Instead of that, I've had to settle for a better looking woman. Yes, you have. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> Oh, yeah, God. that was a that was a dark winter. But I never did the reading in the school. No, that's good. Although I think about that place at this point in the year because it's it was November the fifth mm-hmm. yesterday, and in that village in Devon they have the tar barrels on November the fifth. Ah, oh, they do. I've, I've which I must take. I've you always to. wanted it to go to that. Most, it's it's awesome beyond awesome. It's the best thing in the world. If you want a night mm-hmm. out that is both terrifying, electrifying, life-affirming, apple-based beverage, enjoying, Brilliant. just masterful, just masterful. It's fantastic. Sounds like my ideal Absolutely day. Fantastic. Oh, it's 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 just jaw-dropping. Mm-hmm. One year they had a donut stall. Yeah. So they've got hot vats of hot fat cooking out them horrible donuts or churros. Yeah. What they call it, churros all that and the guys with the barrels Mm -hmm. see this and they run straight to it with the barrel that is on fire it's covered with tar it's hugely on fire and they're attempting to ignite the whole thing they never had another donut (laughs) store after that year it is brilliant if ever you get i'd love to take you to it i'd love to go it's just fantastic isn't isn't it don't they like have no idea where the tradition originated from but they still do it every year am i right in thinking or do they know? All I know is I used to go there as a school kid because my posho school was just mm-hmm. up the road, a grammar school, not a public school, just up the road. So every November the 5th, we were, at lunchtime, we'd go and buy any alcohol we could get served with in cans and stuff, hide it in mm-hmm. the bushes. When school finished, we'd change our clothes, get down there, pick up the booze and enjoy the tar barrels, mm-hmm. which is insanity. <laughs> the best thing to do was to follow the guy with the barrel because he parts the crowd yeah. like Moses parting the waves. It's it, That's the best, safest place to be. You'll get burnt because you get covered in cinders, yeah. but at least you're not going to get hit by this guy with the burning barrel. Nice. So they start from the places 
from the pubs. Each pub has a team. <laughs> but some of the pubs have closed down and been turned into houses. Yeah. They still start from that oh, location. Fuck. So it's crazy. I've seen so much third degree burn there. It is fantastic. It is unbelievable. There's another. The first time I went was as a kid. Yeah. And fuck. one of my parents' friends was like a big tall guy, ran a local hardware mm-hmm. shop, I think. And I'm on his shoulders because I'm tiny, he's tall. It's like a football crowd packed. And at one point, some guy with the barrel gets near us. I'm so terrified, I try and climb up onto a roof and run away. (laughs) It's brilliant. And at midnight, so all evening, oh, early on in the evening, they have the kids' barrels. That is hilarious, seeing 10-year-olds with burning barrels on their fists. That is really funny. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. Honestly, I'm not making this shit up. Uh, but at midnight, they have a big barrel mm-hmm. that's. You really need two people to pick it up, or one psychotic drunk Devonian to pick it yeah. up. Yeah. And it's just fantastic. Uh, you will see burns, obviously. Of course. And there is chaos, and often it erupts into um, happy violence. Uh, but it's really worth well, seeing. An, I must take you there. I'd love to go. There's another uh, village in England. I can't remember what, where it is. Mm. Um. There's one in Northumbria that does it for New Year. No, this is this is a, a game where the whole town gets involved. Um, at, the big football. The, yeah, thing. the big football thing. That's, I think that might be um, Topsham, where they kick it around in the mud for forty-eight hours. No, well, they all you have is just one ball, and like one team has to get it in one goal at one end of the village, and one team has to get it in the other goal on the other end of the village, and there and it's are quite n- no other balls, so it's literally like. 40 people in the high street just piling into each other and beating well, the crap out of people <laughs> and trying to get the ball. There's no rules other than that. It's really dangerous. There, there is another tar baroning place that's up somewhere in Northumbria or Cumbria. I was not aware of that. And uh, it's a New Year thing, yeah. a New Year's Eve thing. But there's a beautiful band called The Unfangs. Mm-hmm that play this song called Tar Barreling Day. Yeah. And it's the best uh, non-religious Christmas song you will ever hear. Tar Barreling Day by the Unthanks. It's beautiful. It will make you Mm -hmm. weep. Yeah, it's really good. Well, thanks very much for listening. Um, This has been a third episode. And I've been Ollie. I've been Dave. Thank you very much if you listen. Please message in if you want uh, fish recipe advice or indeed life advice. Uh, I've really enjoyed doing it. Uh, I'm not as drunk as I was last time, but I'm about to get absolutely kin hammered. Uh, lovely to speak to you, Ollie. Uh, happy birthday to your father and give your mum a little squeeze. Will do. And likewise, good to speak to you too, Dave. Uh, and yeah, take care, Oz. My film comes out on the 13th of December on Tromanel. So put down your diaries and tickets are on sale for the premiere in New York on the 18th. So be sure to check that out. Awesome. New York State of Mind. Yes. Watch that film. I will. So that's bye for me. And bye for me. Always a pleasure. See you soon. Campfire Chat has been a Wet Ho production. It was hosted by Oliver Rogers and Dave Dalmage. Edited by Oliver Rogers. You can email the boys at campfirechat at yahoo.com. Goodbye.